So, okay, let, let's put a pin on that <laughs> okay. and uh, let's officially get Good. started. So, hi, everybody. My name is Jenny. This is my Emily podcast. And today I have a very special guest. Welcome, Andrew. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, you for having me. Are, you are so many hats, but you're mainly here today to talk about your children's books. You're a children's book author and illustrator. Correct. As well as an educator. Yes. And you are from Miami. You are a native. Born and raised. My father was born and raised. And my grandfather came in 1925 to start one of the first terrazzo companies. So every, basically every hotel on Miami Beach, every terrazzo you see, he had a part in that. That is so cool. So we have a lot of history here. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, and I'm assuming you love it here. I do. Yeah. I do. I'm, th things, you know, I, I, some changes I'm, I'm okay with, but others, it's right. nice seeing it grow into what it's become. Right. Yeah. It's it's bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, because you you get attached to certain things. Absolutely. And then they change drastically. Yes. Um, but it seems to be going well yes. for the city. Yes. So we will we can't complain too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I um I have so many questions for you. Uh, and well, let's just jump in. I I want to start with let's start with your with your um, your beginning, so your upbringing, mm -hmm. and and how you found your way into writing. I uh, from a family, we were six kids, three and three, so it was a big family, and it was a great upbringing. Parents who were a lot of fun, always encouraging to travel, to do yeah. Uh, reading was, you know, a big part. There was a, I remember there was a store in South Miami called The Likely Story. And every now and then my mom would get some books from there that were recommended. Some I liked, some I didn't, but that was like the foundation of where I kind of started like reading. And my third grade teacher would read us a book after lunch every day. So that's kind of like where the building blocks were started to appreciate it. The great teachers that I had. And I distinctly remember what really took off. I went to Ponce Junior High and we had a teacher named Miss Gillen. First day in Miss Gillen in ninth grade, she told us, you're going to read a novel a week. I could still feel myself squirming in the seat thinking there's no way I'll be able to do this. But sure enough, we did it. And she took that fear away from reading and read these classics that probably I never would have read. That is amazing. And she, this is how she would test you. She'd bring you to your, her desk. She would ask you questions one on one to everyone. Took time for that. You either got a shaky why a Y or an N for a no, a yes, and a kind of maybe. I got a lot of maybes, I'm not gonna lie. Cause like I had my, my attention sometimes would drift off, but like the majority of it, you know, was reading these books and understanding it. But she laid down a huge foundation for that. that and if anyone incredible. out there had Miss Gillen, they had the same stories about her. A novel a week. A novel a week. And Wow. I remember the Pearl of Mice and Men. Um oh, I can't think of it was everything, Tale of Two Cities. And they were never introduced. I, no one I know that you speak to today read as many books as we read that year. That is incredible. Yeah. And I'm just thinking from the teacher's perspective, what a challenge. Absolutely. That would have been to get all these ninth graders mm -hmm. to read a novel a week. A novel a week. Sometimes I couldn't get my kids to read a novel in a whole quarter. Right, right. Like there was always like, a you know, three or four that were just not having it. Right. No matter what I did, right. I could stand on my head and right. we're still not going to read and it. And it wasn't a written test. You had to be like an interview on the spot to have to wow. remember. It, it was, I still remember everything about it to this day. That is amazing. 
that that's a really cool yeah. experience yeah yeah and that did, did you stay like a consistent reader after that I think after that we never had the intensity but like mm -hmm. I think when books were introduced you're like okay this is this is not as bad as having a novel a week I can right. do this and to be, tell you the truth they weren't as exciting as those novels that she made us read wow. so she had a great you know selection of titles to read that you know we still remember to this day that's a, it's an amazing impact yeah teachers play such a, a big role mm -hmm. so what was your that was that was your reading experience what was your first experience with writing writing uh It was at uh, Coral Gables High School where, where I went for high school. And uh, we, we wrote essays. They were all okay. And there was one essay where the teacher even like stopped the class and said this one, name by name, she said this one student really blossomed with this writing. And what I did was I had a class I did not like, but I couldn't name names and describe what I didn't like about it. So I made all the characters animals. Oh my gosh. So. To like foreshadowing what I'm doing with this. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and I remember writing it. It was so easy to write when I changed the names, when I made it a different character, I couldn't stop writing. And it showed up and like I felt good writing. And then when she said that, it showed that what I was feeling was right. You got the confirmation. Exactly. Exactly. And it was like the details that I went into because I could visualize it much better if it was a little bit of a more, uh, how do I say, uh, fictional. Right environment that is so cool yeah to think that you know a teenage version of you is sitting there basically like drafting your future exactly because exactly. years later those are the characters in your books exactly That's or the basis of like you know right, taking yeah yeah yes and i remember right now even looking at i remember describing something like the whole the log they lived in and like the words that I use. I still remember it today. I can't think of Do anything else. Do you have else. it? I don't have it. Oh. I don't have it. I wish I did keep it. You should, maybe you should re rewrite it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be so cool. And it was a class where a teacher, it was, you know, the frustrations with it. And when reading it out loud, um, someone in the class guessed who the teacher was and, you know, kind of like. They from picked what, up. Yes, they yeah. Picked up. That means you did a really good job. <laughs> if they were able. Right. So that was the best thing. So that's where the kind of writing and say, like, you know, I can do this writing thing as well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So did you write that and there? Did you decide writing was something you would like? to No, do? I think it, it like. It continued on where the writing was was okay, but uh, down the line, it was one of those things where I was kind of forced to get these books done. I had to become the writer I see. because I knew I could illustrate them, and I was looking for writers to do it with. But they wanted like too much of a percentage or too much money, or mm. you know, it just wasn't working out. And till a colleague, when I was working my first job at Rockaway Middle, told me, he said. If you want to get this done, you're going to have to write it. I'm ever feeling so afraid and scared. He's like, there's enough English teachers here right. that you could check it with them to see if it's right. And he was right. And I thank him to this day for pushing me to do that. Yeah. It's, um, it's so interesting that you say that because yesterday I came across this quote from Napoleon Hill mm -hmm. where it talks about, he said something along the lines that I'm totally going to butcher it, but people can look it up, <laughs> um, that... Uh, failures, you know, they're disguised opportunities. Right, correct. And if we can just get out of our own mind and 
uh, face the opportunity that that you have yes. to like, you know, move the failure around to right. see it, you'll find it. Right. And you did. You right. did and, that. And I think like drawing ability, some have it better than others, but I feel like writing, we all have the capacity to write. We've yeah. done it since we were, what, four or five years old. We start to write. It's It's all in us to do it. We all have thoughts. It's just about putting that work and the physical action of writing. Yeah. Just forcing yourself to do it. Right. It's so true. Well, let's talk about you as an educator. Um, that's, well, first of all, thank you on behalf of the entire community for choosing that profession. Because yes. I know it's such a difficult one. It is. And it takes so much you know, out of you to to do it and to continue to do it. So yes, I we appreciate you. Thank, thank you for all you do. You. Thank you. It's 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 been a pleasure. It's been like what twenty six years now, the twenty six year yeah. going into it. So the lights at the end of the tunnel, but it's been a fun experience. And you know, it was when I started, it was a little different environment, but you know, right. you adapt to what is expected of you, and uh, just just deal with it. And with COVID, it just threw. Not only a wrench, the whole entire toolbox was thrown yeah. at us. I can't even imagine it, having to teach through something like that. Yeah. And it was looking back, you need to be in person. You know, there's mm -hmm. some things that work better. And I learned a lot of techniques that I apply to the classroom now. But being in front of a classroom, that's where you belong. Right. Yeah. There's something about just the proximity. Right. You know, seeing someone's body language, Correct. are they understanding what you're Correct. saying? Correct. Are they are they here Correct. mentally um or not? You know, it's it I, I can't even imagine what all of you went through having to teach yeah. through a screen. And my, and my class is a little more hands-on where it's I teach graphic design where you right. know you need to be at a, a station, you need to be on top of things and the creative process is better when you're in a group. And it, it was difficult. It's like not everyone had access to the same software. So you really had to just think of things out of the blue every day. Just right. keep keep busy and keep something to grade. But it was not a true reflection of what the class should be. Right. And we did the best we could. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all we could do. Yeah. When it comes to something like that, that was so such a drastic change. Yeah. Did you um did you like the the challenge? Maybe like is not the right word because I'm assuming you wouldn't do it again. <laughs> no. um, did you, in a way, appreciate what came out of that challenge? Yes, I I, I did. You know, as, as I said, you know, things that I never thought of to do, like introducing certain videos or going to resources that help or putting the assignment in one place that everyone has access to it. I was never thinking that way before COVID. I was never thinking like, okay, to explain this, let me show a YouTube video about it. I know people were, but to really be forced to do that did change it. And again, that whole thing of forcing yeah. yourself in an uncomfortable, you get you, you acquire things out of that that you'll take forever with you. Right. Well, that's the only way we, we can look at it to yeah. put a positive spin on it. I think that's the best way to go about it because it was such a scary, yeah. all those adjectives, awful yeah. time yeah. that, um, and parents really leaned on teachers right. to to hold on to some sort right. of sense of normalcy. And as soon as they were able to come back, I mean, they kind of <laughs> like, pushed no. them all in there. And <laughs> it's like, you know, that's what you want to say that, you know, Try having yours and about 39 others. Yeah. And trying to like get through the day that way. So 
it was a, a nice reminder a of what we go through. Right. Yeah. And parents could see now for the first time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, really be in there and yeah. see what it's yeah. what it's like. Sure. So in a way that yeah, that also shed a light on on the life of a teacher, which is not not always so glamorous. Correct. Or never. Never. It's glamorous. <laughs> um, so what uh, what is teaching like for you overall? Overall, it, it's very rewarding. Like, you know, I think by your 26th year, you kind of get everything down. You follow a certain template every year and, you know, certain projects you want to, what you hope they achieve by the end. I work at a very good school with great students. You know, I've been very blessed that way. And, you know, but sometimes when you expect the best for yourself, those things, those opportunities show up. Yes. And like, you know, I, I'm lucky to be there, but I pursued to go to that school as well. It didn't just show up in my lap. Right. There was an opportunity I ran and, and really pushed to get in there. And you can't wait for that opportunity. You have to attack and, you know, grasp those opportunities when they're presented to you. And, and you know, that's, you know, sometimes say you're lucky to be at that school or whatever, mm -hmm. but like all those, all of us chose to be there. It didn't, show up right. light way you you're an active participant of the things that happened to correct you. yes definitely. correct i started in middle school i was three years that was did you like that age group when i left i did when i started i realized how much discipline was required mm -hmm. about not getting up because i wasn't so stringent on discipline i thought i was going to go in there and have a very fun open classroom that was proven wrong in two weeks <laughs> and thankfully, like half the year, we switched students and I went to the same um, colleague teacher down. Can I say his name? Sure. Of course. Jesus Mesa, who, you know, who has done so much for me. He gave me some tips on how to have a better classroom. And the second half of the year was a complete 180. And so I said, I can, I can do this. He, whether he liked it or not, he was my mentor. Yeah. I think that, especially in teaching, everyone needs to have a mentor because no matter how many internships you take, how mm -hmm. much you prepare, it is a whole different animal when you're given that key and you walk into that yep. room and it's just you yeah. and these 35 people whose goal is to tear you down. <laughs> exactly. um, it's not not like that. Right. But, I, you know, there's someone there that that is their goal. Yeah. You know, that is their goal. You have to be on top of that the whole thing. Don't smile before December. Right. It is completely right. Yeah. You can you can get nicer. You cannot get more strict as no. you turn around. And I learned that the first two, nine weeks. That's amazing. Middle school to me would be a nightmare mm -hmm. uh, to teach. I don't think I could handle. I called it my tour of duty. Everything. <laughs> yeah. That's a perfect tour of duty. To when I saw it. the opportunity to go to high school, I ran at it because right. I knew I was more suited for a different type of audience. Some teachers like middle school and they right. love that age. I know I was meant for high school. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Some of my friends teach middle school mm -hmm. and they wouldn't chain it for See? anything in the yeah. world. I never even tried. I knew right yeah. off the bat, this is not going to work. Yeah. I can't. Um, no. Yeah. No. Just all the fears come up if just at the thought of that age group. Yeah. What would you say are your biggest challenges or were your biggest challenges as a teacher? That, you know, keeping that fine line of, of discipline and structure, but at the same time trying to be likable. 
Because yeah. I have an elective. And if you're not a likable teacher, word's going to get out that right. your class is not the one to take. <laughs> yeah. So that's a very big challenge to kind of like get the material in, make it challenging for them, but also be a likable person too. And to be lenient and know when, you know, kind of like if they're between an A or a B, if they're, you know, the right kind of uh, attitude and student, you want to help them along too. Because yeah. you want to show them life. It's not black and white too. That you become right. that person if someone's really in need, help them out. Exactly. I um, And I know that used to be, uh, at least when I went to school, it was very black and mm -hmm. white. You know what I mean? This is what mm -hmm. this is. Absolutely. And you could be 0 0.01 away. Yeah, correct. But you don't get it. But and... Uh, yeah, I I had I shared your philosophy. You know, if someone's really working mm -hmm, hard, right, and you you don't want to break down that spirit. Correct. Of, well, you're gonna make it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's 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 interesting because in oh, life works. they might be in that situation. I want them to become the person that helps that other person mm -hmm. too. And if they see that, I remember when Mr. Jones did that for me. I want right. to do that too. And you don't realize what impact you are. Those little things have an impact right. on them. Those are, I, I would argue those are the things that really, Absolutely. those are the teachable moments. Correct. That they're going to remember. Correct. Not that assignment that nope. you gave and they You're got an A right. on. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing was, um, I, at least in, in my, in, 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 in my community, in the classroom, it was, I had a lot of students that were so great focused, which is a great thing, but to the point where it's harming you. Mm -hmm. um, so that was something that I always strived for as well, to make sure that it's not all about the grade. You know, it's funny you mentioned it because I think it's not about the learning at all. It's right. about the race to get that A, the challenge yeah. to get that A. And whatever, I'm not going to attain anything with it, but I right. see that A there. And I'm good. I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. That's yeah. not, you know, that's and not. And we've a, been there as students. I've, absolutely. I, I don't remember half the things I learned. I remember I got an A though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, you know, I remember it like that relief, like, yes, I got the A. Yeah, I can't which, tell you what it was what, for. Which is a good thing too, because, you know, you right. achieved what the highest could be. You had to do yeah. something to do that. You know, it's not like you right. did nothing. Right. But, um, but yeah, you see so many kids, um, folk, you know, it's it's like two polar opposites. The ones that don't really care about anything. The ones that care so much that they make themselves sick. Correct. You know, like, I gotta be. And they have like a panic attack. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was in the middle. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to lie. I was a, a big C student and I probably should have been pushed a little more. But that's why I went with books when students see me with my books. It's like, you know, I wasn't this, you know, yeah. a straight A student. A lot fall into that realm, but you can do something like this as well. Right. It's right. like your years in school are not defining you for mm -hmm. the rest of your life. Not at all. You know, and that's a big thing that needs to get across as well. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Everything that happens in the classroom mm -hmm. and all the ripple effects. Correct. Any advice for new teachers? I think we said it right now about uh, don't smile to yeah. December. That <laughs> adage will never go away. But again, I you know be have structure. You know be, have rules, but try to be likable. You know these kids really want to like you, and right. vice versa. You want to like them too, and like you know you both need to work together for that. And the stress that you need a reason to pull for them too. Exactly. You know, you're not just going to get it because you're a student, you know, make me like you as well. 
What would you say to someone who's thinking about choosing teaching as a profession? Privately or? <laughs> it's up to you. You let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I had to ask you because people have asked me, you know, I'm thinking about going into teaching. Should I? Should I not? And I don't want to be that bitter person that's like, no, it's the worst thing ever. Because right. it's not. It's not. But I, we do want to be realistic Correct. and let people know that just because you get the summers off or you're right. at home by four o'clock. I, I would say this. In a different city or environment, I think it could work very well. Mm -hmm. I think in our city right now. I remember my third or fourth year teaching, I was making $40,000 a year. I still bought a townhome. Dade Land Cove for 125. Th those are good stories. That should be yeah. happening. I don't know of a, of a new teacher now who able to do that. Right. And I'd say if you were gonna move to a different place with a better cost of living and mm -hmm. your paycheck can go further, I'd say absolutely. But be mindful right. of the economic impacts also right. of choosing that profession. But yes, I would t definitely tell them to pursue it but be aware of yeah, what you're, you're giving capable up of. a lot. Yeah, you're giving up a lot. And, you know, monetarily. Monetarily. Yes, you're giving up yeah. quite a lot. Um, and it is a lot of work. Totally worth it. But right. it's there. there's a huge challenge when it comes to that. We also do with like, I know in any other profession, I wouldn't be able to do my books on the mm -hmm. side. And I think this profession allows you to do something like right. about a nine to five job. These books are not here right now. Yeah, they wouldn't They're exist. They're here because I had the time with right. teaching to work on this as well. Right. Exactly. It allows you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very realistic. Advice. And I knew that going into it. I had yeah. an idea that I wanted my own firm on the side and do my own design. I knew these were in the back of, mm -hmm. you know, tell you about how they actually finally came about. Um, but Without that, they never would have gotten done. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue into my next question, because I was just going to ask you, how did you come to that decision to say, well, I want to be a writer, an illustrator, as well as a teacher? I think it was, I was in my third or fourth year teaching, and, you know, I had my books. This was actually, which is another story. The idea for this came about, can I talk about how of it came course. about? Of course, Yes. The idea for this came was at Florida State University. It was my final senior year there. I was taking a history of animation class. The final project. That sounds like such a cool class. It was the best class ever. And I tried to find the, the instructor to thank her. I'm eventually going to find her to thank her. But What's her name? I don't I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> this is... This well, is 1993. Once, once you do, I do. It, we'll we'll give her a shout out yes. in, in the description. Yes. Yeah. Um, the final project was to come up with an animated series, and I remember hearing about this. Like this is, I was so excited about doing this. So I remember I was walking home, and I remember the exact corner where I was on campus where the idea fell into my head: animals with history. Now to go back a couple years before when I was in. Sixth grade, my family received their first VCR. The first movie we taped off TV, I guess it was legally, I think, was Mel Brooks. We all did it. <laughs> Mel Brooks's History of the World. Now, an 11 year old boy should not be watching that yeah. movie. Little crude, little, you know, but something was happening while I was watching it. I was learning history while laughing about the events on the screen. And so I would ask my dad questions about what is this, what is that. He would tell me others. He wouldn't answer if it was, a, you know, a uh, vulgar or dirty right. reference <laughs> that I got years later. 
but I, that kind of planted the seed that you can entertain and learn at the same time. And so when this idea came ahead, like animals with history, the names just started popping up. Napoleon, Christopher Columbus, I couldn't wait to get home. And I started drawing it all up. And I finally, when I presented it, the whole class loved it. And one of those things, just like the paper that I did in, in, high, school. in high school, I knew when I presented it, it was going to be something very special. And I got an A on it. It got an A in the class. And I just sat there for years doing nothing until I showed a friend of mine. And she said to me, you need to do something with this. Right. And, her, and she is a principal of a school right now. But if she never told me that, she was that push to say, "You, this is really good. Because I just right. kind of like, you know, well, this never happened. Yeah. And it was with that that I realized I need to find a job where I can do both. And kind of the teaching thing happened a little by accident, but, uh, you know, what's going to happen whether I liked it or not. That is so, so cool. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's it feels like fate. Yeah. Right? Like, no matter what no you matter did. No matter what. Yeah, exactly. It, was, it would not go it, away. That is such a genius idea, though, because kids and animals, it's the perfect, Absolutely. you know, marriage to to create that interest. Correct. Like I always ask them, if these were human characters, would you have an interest no. in it? The answer is an un... They don't care. They absolute zero. No. Yeah. They don't care. They don't. And I mean... the goal of this is to have them read these and then read about the real person. And I've seen right. firsthand that happening. Yeah. Where like they reference this or find, you know, uh, or because of that, I, I read about our visit over here when I went to Florence. I remember Michelangelo Bunny Roddy, what he was doing. And did you know, they have that impact on there? It's it's a small scale here in South Florida, but, right. you know, maybe someday it'll it, it'll get bigger. But if it's the way it is now, I'm perfectly content with that. Yeah. No, I'm sure it will, because they are amazing. And um, before we dive too deep into them. Let's talk about writing as mm -hmm. a whole. Would you? How would you? What role does writing play in your life? A, a huge role. Be, I feel like scheduling. You know, putting goals down and frustration. Sometimes when I have a frustration about something, if I write it out, it's that mind body mm -hmm. experience to get it out there, and it, it yeah. relieves your mind of that. You could look here and re read it over and over, and it's not as bad once it's on paper. But to get it out of you and onto paper, it's very therapeutic. It's a huge part. Do you part. journal? Every now and then I, I do. Yeah. I probably should do it more often, but I think it only comes when through frustrations or it comes yeah. out more. If you're feeling good, you're less likely to, right. to go there. And, you know, but it's a huge part. Yes. A huge part. I, I agree. It helps. Yes. It helps, especially in those moments where you're feeling like, this is no good. No good. And in, yeah. th that's been a lot lately where a lot of things going on where right. it's just like it's, it's, it's a lot. Right. And it maybe if if we had uh, even in 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 the in schools, if that was taught more, uh, you, that, you know what? That's, kids would be able to wrestle with their feelings correct. a little better. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I never thought of that. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to do it in the classroom all the time, make my kids journal. At the beginning, they hated it, and by the end, they were like such avid. Like it was a fight. It was interesting at the beginning of the year. No, don't read my journal. I don't want anybody to read this. And at the end, it's like, can you read my journal? <laughs> because they were just so proud yes. of yeah. being able to <clears throat> put these things down on paper. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, excuse me, 
And I would always be clear, like, this is for you. It's not for right, me. Right. I don't have to read it. Right. Um, but it's it's the act of going from here to the paper Correct. that, that I think right. helps. Yeah. And that was introduced to me a lot at, at Coral Gables High School, where I had great yeah. teachers like Dr. Riley, where we would do that a lot. And she really got into that whole aspect of writing, where it's just like, you know, not a, you know just essay, five sentences, next mm. paragraph, which is very important, but got into that whole yeah. mind body. Not self-formulaic. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a shame that now we focus so much on that. Yeah. Um, but that goes, um, let's just dive into the next question, which I think you touched upon a little bit just now. Why do you think writing is so powerful? It's your, your, th your, your thoughts are always going all the time. They like to put them there and they're always there and like, you know, in a, in a physical, not physical form, but that you're able to like digest them a little more, I think yeah. is, 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 is monumental. It's, it's, you know, I think everyone needs to tap into and you bring up the how it should be introduced more into schools. I right. think like with everything digital and everything at their realm, there's still that need to pick up a pen or pencil yes. and write down and to do yeah. the work to do that too. Right. Yeah. Those motor skills. Exactly. Almost meditative state you go Absolutely, into when yes. you have to move the pen yes, across the yes. paper. Yeah. A lot of kids would tell me, well, I'm going to do it on my on my laptop. No. No. It has to be in the notebook. Right. Correct. It has to be. Um, otherwise, you lose something. Yes. Yeah. It's it's interesting how all that works. And I maybe it already exists, but I wish they would be they would do more studies mm -hmm. to to show the benefits sure. of of that. What is your process like? Process is as far as my my books. Yes, your writing process. Books. Um, first, I come up with a historical figure that I'd like to touch upon. You know, that's popular. People mm -hmm. know about. Not one that people are going to be like, "Well, who's who is that?" <laughs> <laughs> and then coming up with the name and putting the animal into the name is probably the most difficult part of it because yeah. you want an animal that kids are going to like, they're going to gravitate yeah. toward it. So if it's a snake or kind of cuddly or furry is better, it's right. that's the most difficult part. Once I have that, then I go to all the sources that are available, facts, and make it into 32 pages, but simplify it down that a six-year-old can understand it. And that's the last thing. It's like putting everything into a blender and right. filtering it out that they'll understand it and yeah. be entertained by it it's not very, an easy thing um yeah you have a huge challenging task ahead of you because the war it's if you think of currency right yes. like you have x amount of money to spend Correct. in those pages yes. and you have to use them wisely yes and it's it that's very difficult yeah. to do and I remember my first book, it was like 64 pages. And I realized after someone told me, no, 32 is the standard. Right. You bring it, bring it down to that, which is like, you know, most children's books sometimes go over that hardly. Not many do, but that is the challenge. And once I have everything written, then the images start coming of what each page is going to look like. So you write first. Write first. And then you, okay. Wow. And it's funny, those first sketches Nine times out of 10, that little sketch is what ends up probably what's going to be inside the book. I've seen it like one of my first, I keep everything yeah. now. What I do is like, okay, page one's going to look like this. Right. Hardly ever does it change. That is so interesting. Um, yeah, because I, for some reason, I thought that you would do 
the drawing, the illustrations first, and then let the words come no, to you. The words inspire, that at least for my so sake, the images that come up. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. What advice would you give someone who is thinking of becoming a writer? This happens all the time. There's no better time right now to do so. There's so many resources, so many where you don't have to get these books printed. My first title, what I did is I took a little loan on my house to get them just printed up. All I knew is once I had it in physical form, things would happen. Right. And I didn't know where it was going to be. And then once I had a book to show you, this is what I've done. Doors started to open. Got a book signing, a books and books. And then, you know, school started calling for me to present there. I didn't think that that was, I never envisioned that that's the way they would move. Right. And sell. But that's what happened. And it just, it just, it had to be that uncomfortableness of getting these yeah. books done. The uncomfortableness of paying for these books done. That's, that, that yeah. It, I mean, it was a risk. That's tough because when you think about your financial future correct i'm playing with that yes now we're talking about a whole different ballgame exactly exactly yeah. you become then you become a business person as well right how much can i store these with how much space do i have everything starts starts clicking then it's yeah. not about oh i have this cute little book right Here, look you enjoy it and then it's done no and then but now there's print on demand but i think the landscape there's much more people doing the same thing now which mm -hmm. kind of you're up against a lot more other people producing books that's true because we see so many um and even here in south florida we've seen so many publishing companies Correct. popping up yeah sure which is great right uh you know finally like right. we get to be right up there with the new york and the yeah. torontos of the world Correct. Um, as far as publishing goes so what was that experience though having to publish things yourself uh a a, a huge learning process and I remember, I think the same person telling me, you need to do it. You know how to do Photoshop. You know how to do uh, InDesign. You know, you can get this done. Finally realized that I'm the writer of it. Once I had it done, um, I just kept on producing books. And like, like I said, I would, you know, call books and books. I have a new one. Invite friends, family, coworkers yeah. for the book signing and get excitement about it. And then... Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot to take on. And looking yeah. back at it now, would I have done it again? I think so, but knowing what walls were up against, right. I if someone told me all the walls, I probably wouldn't. Have, but it it just worked out. And I'm telling you, the school's calling. That they got there was amazing. an article done that. Oh, can you come out to the school? I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't know about that. And yeah, that's where it took on a life because they're educational books at the end of the day too. Absolutely, they're a learning tool. Absolutely. They. I mean, I would have loved that in the classroom Absolutely. if I, when I was little. Exactly. To be able to exactly for that to be the gateway into Th you know Susan B. Anthony. That's exactly because when I you did learn it. about Susan B. Anthony, it's, it's it seems a little for from a little kid's perspective, it's a little boring. Correct. Like this lady that fought for. Women's rights. What is that? Correct. What does that even mean? Exactly. Why is she fighting? I don't right. care. You throw an animal in there, it changes the All whole thing. All of a sudden, right? Susan Bear Anthony is much cooler. <laughs> She's like, she went and got stuff done. <laughs> you know, it's it's a whole different ballgame yeah. for her. I, I think it's genius. Would you, if, if a publishing company approached you and said, we want to take these off your hands and publish them ourselves, would you I, do I, that? I get that question a lot. And I think there was... Something was in on the way to that happening, but I think at this point now it's kind of like 
I've done so much with them. It'd be hard to let, just give it away and see, right. you know, like what direction they would go with it. We'll see, you know, th- you know, there's. I think this would also make like a super cool cartoon. Well, I'm funny you'd say that because when I first did the draft for it, I sent it out to every publisher out there. All of them said no, but one wrote back to me and said, this is good. Try television. Yeah, I see it. And there was an opportunity to, I was working with a producer. It got in the hands of Disney and they said they, they really liked it, but there was one problem. It was too educational. No. And I understand now, I understand now what they were saying. At first I was like, how could they say that? But I understand when you're marketing a show, you want to sell other products as well. And if it's too educational, it might turn a lot of people away. And the outlets to have educational TV is a little limited. So I, I understand what, what they were saying. And like if they would try to turn it into a different type of series that isn't what I'm doing. Though. I'm glad you understand. I don't understand because I saw the letter and everything he showed it to me. That's the goal for this. Is I, to and what's so bad about being educational? These were my words too. These okay. were my words. Well, like, it's just not meant to be with them. Uh, yeah. It has to find a different home. Right, right. Would you allow them to live in a television Absolute, show? Absolutely. Because remember, that's where it started. This was going to be an animated series. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you exactly. know, it took on a life of its own as being a book. I felt there was a way to get it out there. It could be in a tangible form as a mm-hmm. book to start. And we'll see where it goes. I love that it's a book first because that sparks the idea of the kid. Well, I could keep reading about this person. Correct. You know what I mean? Whereas if they watch it only, if it didn't exist as a book, yes. maybe that thought pattern wouldn't occur. It just goes in and then Yeah, and then done. whatever. Um, but the fact that it's a book first, I think uh, it's Yeah, perfect. you're right. You're right. But if we could extend that into a cartoon, I think it would be so yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So now we put it out into the universe <laughs> and we'll, we'll watch it you happen. We want the right things to happen, right. Yes. Um so let's jump a little more into the books. How do you stay inspired? Because you, you've created quite a, a collection. And, you know, there's more to come. If you look in the back of the book, there's a, still a bunch of characters here that will deserve their own book eventually. As you see there. Right, like, yes. There's, uh, where is it? Abraham Lincoln, Lou Pigbon Beethoven, George Washington Carfer. I love that. The list is endless. <laughs> and you can go to other countries where there's maybe historical figures that we don't know, but are important to them. Right. That could be done over there. But I've tried to f- focus on like the really, really top of most important people in history. But there's so much more like George Washington Carver, since I went to junior high there, was we learned all about him was such an a yeah. Such an important person amazing, in history, what he man. did yeah. deserves his due. But, you know, like maybe not as many people know him. I have to go for people that really everyone knows off the hand that they can recognize right. and want to purchase the book. Right. Because at the end of the day, you don't want people to buy your product, too. Exactly. I mean, that goes into the whole business part of it as well. But putting out the money to make these books done, you want them going out the door as well. Would you ever do um, current figures? I'm glad you mentioned it because this is a lesson which I t- tell students when we're at the schools. It all boils down to public domain. If someone's been passed away for 75 years, their life becomes public domain. Anything before that, you had to have to owe them um, 
royalties Royalty. to use their likeness. I couldn't do a book about Elvis because there it hasn't been 75 years. That's so interesting. So I that's a whole lesson too that. about a whole lesson in that that you teach the students when you go okay. there. They can make projects on their own, which they do when I go to their schools. They have, we have a whole yeah. project. They can use anybody they want. But if you're going to sell it, right. public domain comes into effect. So can I make a request? Sure. Would you do one of Lucille Ball? Absolutely. Okay. I would have to think. We, like, we got to count how many years it's I've already been. seen a Lucille. It could be a seal. Yes. Ball. With her, the ball. Her, oh, my God. I love her. That's good. I seal. love that woman. Yeah. She's amazing did you see the movie on amazon i did did you like it i did i liked it i did i'm a huge desi arnaz yes. fan um so i i he did a good job but i feel like someone else would have been would have made more sense correct like nicole kidman made me feel like i was watching lucy in a way and I, we watch Lucy in my house every night. Okay. So we, I know her mannerisms. <laughs> I know, and I've been watching her since I was like 13. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, because of her, I not because of her, but she helped me learn English. Really? Yeah, because English is my second language. Wow. So um, watching her and seeing like her husband's Cuban and he can speak Spanish and right, English, right, like right. and switch, it was such a like, okay, I can do that too. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Cool. Um, so sorry, I went off on, on a, a tangent. Uh, but the I forget the actor's name, the one that plays Desi. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I. It just felt like okay, he's an actor playing, playing a role. Right. It wasn't like that. Oh my god, I'm looking Correct. at him. Type of, which is it. I mean, it's it's like nitpicking because yeah. he did a he really did a good job. But yeah, I, overall I liked it. I yeah. thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was a little sad. He was monumental and. Talk about a trendsetter and, and you know, what he did with owning Genius. his own, owning the, the shows yeah. themselves and basically the first sitcom. Yeah. I felt it didn't do justice to how revolutionary mm -hmm. he was. It right. still felt a little too. One-sided. One-sided. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. It felt like it was her story Correct. and not their yes. story. Correct. And they were such a team, you know, it was, they're really you could argue one wouldn't be able to exist without the other. And for him to be Cuban in Hollywood at that time, which was oh unheard gosh, of, to yeah. make that impact. With that thick accent. Yeah. Think of the walls that he was against. Right. And, you know, tore yeah. them down. Yeah. You're um, right. That would be a good book. Yeah. A Desi uh, one, too. Yeah. 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 Every time uh, uh, my kids get an assignment of like, uh, you know, do a presentation on someone from your culture. I'm like, Desi Arnaz, <laughs> this is the person that we're claiming as Cubans. Right. We are proud of Correct. him. Everyone else, uh, <laughs> I don't know, him. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> so yes, I think those two. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll put in a request yeah. yes. for those two. Yeah. Yeah, that is, um, but I didn't know about the 75 year. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's interesting. Public, then, you know, Carver, I think in two years, his life becomes public domain. So eventually it's like we're, waiting we're and close. waiting. Yeah. I think there's also some baseball players I'd like to do, like those sports, yes. Babe Ruth or, you know, that are close, getting close to it, right. which are recognizable names. Right. Yeah. And you really want that done. Exactly. Um, and keep those people alive, alive. for the younger yes. yeah, generations. Yeah. They, um, you know, it, it's a nice way to introduce them to. Absolutely. To what makes our culture. Right. Yeah. 
What would you say has been the best experience that the, you've had through the, these books? The, through these books is when I visit schools and do the presentations, showing how I you know, write and illustrate them. When the students make their own books and make their own characters based, because I think I've heard all the, the names before, and the names they come up with are, are names I never would have thought of, and the animals they use, and the writing, and they get an illustrator, and they work together in this project. That is the most rewarding thing, because it shows them that, yes, you can write. Yeah. You can illustrate. You can put something together that people want to look at and right. maybe purchase. There's so much involved in these that we haven't even scratched the surface yet of how impactful they could be. And I've right. seen it firsthand at the schools and how excited they get when they show their creation. Yeah. I can only imagine a few, you know, a couple of years from now, how many maybe cartoonists, illustrators, yeah, yes. writers are yes. going to come out yes. and are going to say, I read Andrew Toffoli's book and I listened to him and this is what I wanted to do. My high school students who have graduated, there's been a few of them and say, you inspired me, have done their books on the side like we were talking about, right. that you were the inspiration for that. That has been the most rewarding. And I think that's why this whole journey of being in education was to do right. that as well with the books. Yeah, because it helps you stay connected to yes. to your audience. Correct. Because you're you're there, yeah, in in it with absolutely, them. yeah. You know, you're not this far removed right. writer in a cabin, right, right. dreaming up stories, right. and then <laughs> faced with your audience, you right. have your audience with you every single day. And then we do presentations at school, and I've had media specialists tell me this, like they get a famous person there, and they said like you know it was, it was a little boring mm. because they don't understand they can't how, connect. They can't connect. They don't understand how it is to be in a classroom to pivot, to do, you know, you, know yeah. you read the audience, okay, they're getting a little bored. Okay, let's switch to this. They're not used to that. It's tough. Kids are a tough crowd. Yeah. yeah. And they'll let you know immediately. If they're getting bored, they're going to start. <laughs> no filter. You, you can feel the <laughs> shuffling in the crowd and everything. Okay, like, so let's cut right to the illustration. Right. right. But you have it, over time when you do it, you kind of pace it where it doesn't allow them to get to that point. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, one here, here and there. And okay, now it's the illustration part. Now we do the game. Now we do this. Right. Just the way it is. Was Susan Bear Anthony your first one? No, that's the latest one. And oh, I caught really? a lot of flack. No way. Yeah. I caught a lot of flack saying, where are the female characters? Oh. And I think that, so the next one's going to be the one. So it's Susan Bear Anthony. If you notice, she used to be a B. She was Susan B. Anthony. Yes. And I started drawing it, wasn't feeling it. And for so long, I wanted to do a bear. Again, choosing the right animal that kids love. That's really, right. you know, and the bear happened, made it Susan Bear Anthony. And I can't think of a more important book, groundbreaking book than Susan Bear Anthony. It applies to everyone. Yes. Her struggle, it's not just for women to get rights, which is what she was doing, but rights for everyone mm -hmm. to show that you really have to fight for what is right. And, you yeah. know, it's that that's the message I think that, that comes across through it. And I think that's what made that book so special. It is, um, yes. Compared to other Susan B. Anthony books that um, are, you know, age appropriate Correct. for kids. Right. You really drove the message that this isn't just about women's rights. Correct. It's about having the courage to do what you know is right, right. and what you need to do exactly. to make your life what exactly. you think it should be. Exactly. And, the part where she goes to Congress year after year, yeah. you know, she passed away before it got passed. She didn't see it. She didn't see it. Oh, that's heartbreaking. It is. But, you know, it was a long, long process. And you could have easily given up. But, like, there's so much in that book 
that kids can relate to that, you know, yeah. I think like it, it, to me, that book was a home run. Maybe it should have been the first book, but like, it's, it, you know, I hit other ones that were right. much more recognizable. But I feel now that that one is is one of the top sellers. That one is. Well, I told I mentioned to you earlier, it's a hit in our house. Good. Like The Wonder. kids love it. Yeah. They love reading it. Good. Um, especially the youngest one. She Good. loves reading it every night. <laughs> and the illustrations are so fun. Yes. Yet uh, realistic. Correct. If that's the right the, word. The, there's that kind of like, you know, tightrope you walk of mm -hmm. like trying to make it, you know, proving a point, but making it fun as well. Yeah. It's kind of like the teaching. Right. There we go back That's to that true. whole thing about. That's true. And you mentioned, uh, you know, how in the book you say season or year after year yep. and the illustrations yes. with the seasons. That's so genius. <laughs> and and I was thinking uh, one of the many times that we've been reading it, how it would be so amazing to teach across um, subjects. Mm -hmm. Cause now you, you know, you have the science and seasons Correct. and the whole thing. Yes. And, uh, the calendar year yeah. and what does that mean yeah it opens up all these doors yeah yeah it's it's not a book that can sit just in like the language arts Correct. section of the Correct. class it Correct. can go across right. and i think that's why it works out with the presentation at the school because you know it is a teaching tool it is a way to get them inspired for a bunch of subjects areas you know like in the galileo galilei book it's about science. It's about mathematics. It's, you know, it, it touches on all these things, but it's not a force down your throat. Like, here's the math part. Here's the science part. It sneaks in, you right. know, under the radar. They don't realize they're learning when they're reading the book. And that was the goal, too. Yeah. Kind of like going back to the history of the world when I was watching it on right. TV. I didn't realize I was learning about the Roman Empire. I was laughing and then it inspired me to ask questions about right. it. Right. Yeah, I mean, entertainment is the best hook. If we feel entertained yep. at, at ease, then the mind can go further. Correct. Would you say history was your favorite subject? I liked social studies and I liked art and I liked language arts. So basically everything that came yeah, together in these. Uh, right, yeah. exactly. Would, would Do you have a favorite? I do. Um, it was the first book, Christopher... Columbus. That was my first book. And it's only basically the character that survived from when I made the project at, at Florida really? State. The rest of them didn't get a book okay. done, but Columbus got a book done. And his journey kind of mimics the journey that I took to get these books done too. So, What advice do you have for parents that want to uh, their kids to embrace this love for reading and uh, drawing too? My wife is a pre-K teacher. She's been teaching just as long as I have. Oh and I ask her this question and she tells me she's completely right. Just read whatever you enjoy and love. Mm -hmm. And I remember another teacher I had at Coral Gables High School vocabulary class. She said, doesn't matter if you're reading the sports page or whatever. As long as you're reading, it is good. It is fine. Right. Find something they like and go with it. If they like a book about sailors or, you know, Sailor Moon – just bombard them with that. And, you know, the, the enjoyment of the reading will reflect in other things down the road. Yeah. That, to me, that, that is it. You can't force. Just like my mom bringing certain books home from the store. Some I liked, some I didn't. But, you know, it's, it's a trial and error. But I right. cling to what I liked. The next book was in that genre. And it would continue like that. Yeah. That's, um, you know, every time I ask someone this question, I get a version of that answer. Mm -hmm. 
and it's it's so true. Yeah, it rings true every single time. Right. Um, you know, you can't expect someone to read Shakespeare right off right, the bat. Right. 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 And the fact that they're sitting down with a book, that's in itself is a huge win. Just let it be. Right. And yeah. that's what I think what Miss Gillen was teaching us in ninth grade. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't matter what it is. You're, you, some of these you're going to like, some of them you're not going to, but you have to train yourself to right. enjoy that process. And when we talk about meditation, it becomes like a meditative state yeah. of reading. And then, you know, the benefit of that, that own little decompression right. is so being important. Being still. Yeah. Being yeah. still. And while your mind can be inhabiting all these other places. Correct. But being still with oneself, I think that it's so, so important, especially yeah. today. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think these programs that they have in school, I don't know if I agree with them. They kind of make it a chore to read. And I think they'll screen that. I'm not a big proponent of the screen reading. I yeah. think it should be a book where you're turning the pages. Yes, for sure. The love of books too. Not only reading, but a love of books. Yeah. In their physical form. Right. It's interesting that you bring that up because the, especially at the high school level, mm -hmm. you really see the screens a lot. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and the books now being available. Yes. In their their online version. I, don't mm -hmm. even, I can't right. even recall what the term is anymore. You're right. Yeah, the digital yeah. version of them. And, you know, everyone has their their iPad or whatever it was that we were given with the want note and you right. submit your work through there. Yep. And I just, I feel like something got lost. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a shame. Yeah. 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 It's a shame. Um, I also remember, which I don't know if, if they still do that. I remember as a kid in my English class, the teacher saying 10 minutes of reading, mm -hmm. whatever, you bring sub to you. Mm -hmm. And then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when I was in high school, it was in every class. Mm -hmm. Like it was like yeah, a yeah, school wide yes, yes. thing that every, you know. I remember, yeah. Every, I remember if things like a Friday, at whatever class you were in, it could have been math, it could have been science, you were reading for 10 minutes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, that was an initiative. I think it was called Just Read. Something or, yeah, like yeah, that, I remember right? that in class. Yeah. And, some took advantage of it. I remember it in our classroom, we would stop and do that and we would get, hand out newspapers and do it. And yeah. Did it work? I don't, I don't know if it really, it, it has to start young. Yeah. The love of reading has to start young. Right. You can't introduce it later on. Oh, I missed the boat. Okay, yeah. here's, a, here's a stack of books. Go at it. Go. Go have fun. No. There, yeah, it doesn't work. No. Um, how, would you, um, how would you turn a reluctant reader into a reader if, if they're not in the right age group anymore, like a, it's a young kid. I think it worked for me was if it was, if there was a movie of the book, mm. show the movie first and then have them read afterward. That That's way they can visualize and get the, you know, the, the practice of reading along. I know that worked for me. Yeah, I would get. I find a movie. Okay, I want to get a little more detail. Let me read the book about right. it, and it was enjoyable because I could visualize the movie, even the new omitted scenes, right. those characters, the way they looked. I had a reference point. Right. I think that's a, a nice way to to you know, kind of get them mm -hmm. to like reading a little bit more. Yeah. What about adults? 
adults, I think true something that is nonfiction mm. is a great way. Yeah. I think when you're older, I think, you know, it's you like think, right. the fiction kind of like, you know, I, I, I'm. It feels like a waste of time. Exactly. This isn't happening. Fantasy land. I have and, other things I need to do. <laughs> Somebody yeah. can learn from that is true, true to life. Yeah. Nonfiction that's, is a great way to do it. That's really good advice. Yeah. I'm, if it's a crime thing, again, if it's just the act of reading. Mm -hmm. Right. And letting your kids see you reading. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, because sometimes we worry so much about reading to them. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's more impactful if they see you reading. Right, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it's so interesting how all that stuff works. Let's talk a little bit about Miami. Mm -hmm. As you've seen it transition yes. um, so much and yeah. have so many different facets. It has an interesting reputation mm -hmm. when it comes to how cultured we are. Correct. Right. Um, what do you think about that? It has made leaps and bounds in that area with art galleries, with mm -hmm. people from different places bringing hopefully what they have from their culture right. in another city to here. I think it's nothing but good. However, I do miss the little bit of the grittiness Miami used to be. And in that grittiness would teach you to try a little harder too. Mm -hmm. That's true. To kind of escape that kind of like it makes you work a little harder to uh, think up new things. I feel now it's presented to you on a silver platter, very polished, very yeah. veneer, very <laughs> beautiful. But it's like kind of like that beautiful girl who has nothing to say. Oof, that's a good analogy. <laughs> you know, like has no personality, but is very beautiful. But yeah. one who's like kind of not as beautiful, but has a personality that just drives you right in. Right. I don't know where Miami, I think Miami used to be that before, but I think it's moving towards the other side. Right. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. And there's much more opportunities. I think the book fair has exploded. However, I think, is it focusing on local talent instead of just bringing mm. other people from the high profile mm. yeah i feel I, I worry that it's going after a market that's a little unreachable i see yes i i didn't think of that either it, it, it's a hard book town yeah not until the pandemic that i really sit down and i uh, wrote had all the numbers about how many books i've sold over when i started i was flabbergasted how many i sold being that this is a very hard book right. town to, you know, have to do it on your own. I think it's getting better. Like when we met at the um, Literacy Festival mm -hmm. in Coral Gables, those little events is so wonderful to see. Right. And I think the future is in events like that. Yes. The Grassroots, your podcast, which I love the name, by the way. I think Thank it's, you. It, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's wonderful. It's, Thank you it's so awesome. much. Yeah. It conjures up so many different images. Right. It's it's funny that you say that because um, then it has existed for over six years. Um, and one of my students who is now, you know, a full adult and has a professional career, uh, we always stayed in touch and he knew that I was doing something with this. Uh, so a couple of years ago, he calls me and he's like, hey, do you know that lit now? has a different connotation. 
And I was like, I live on the rocks. I'm like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? He tells me, he's like, are you going to change the name? I said, no, I had it first. Right, right. I'm not changing. No, I, think I, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, my my two loves, obviously, I, I, I love this city right. because of everything it's meant to me and my right. family. And, and literature has always been such a, a big thing in my mm -hmm. life. Right. You know? Right. So. Right. No, I, I, I love Miami, you know, have a lot of history with it, seen all different parts of it. You know, my father's warehouse with the terrace was in right. Overtown all, all these years. So, like, so it you've was, seen that see, go from like I remember he told to me, 180. He told me in the 80s, one day this area is going to be be this and that. It's going to turn around. And we're like, you're, you're crazy. Wow. He was right. Yeah. He was a visionary. He was right. Oh my goodness. I, you know, no one believe him. I mean, yeah. we were like, this is never going to happen here. I remember the route we would take in there. It was just like pedal to the metal, just, mm. you know, just trying to get out. And, but uh, it, it has, I like seeing where, where it's going. I just want Miami to keep its identity too. Yes. It's, it's some areas seem extremely commercialized. Correct. And it's lost. It's like you said, it's personality. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. of a sudden you look around and you're like, where am I? Right. This is. It's a little much. Yeah. For yeah. family fun, it's it's hard sometimes. For sure. Yeah. I know you can relate to this, that it's, you know. There are certain areas that you just know it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, yeah. It's um, hopefully we can figure out a balance. Right. Do you think that we're now more friendly to, to books and writers and that literary part of us is more yes. is flourishing. Yes, I do think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, for my books, maybe to start now, it might have been even better. I mean, back then, this was 2004 when the first book came out. You know, so much has changed in 18 years right. that I feel like, yes, the opportunities are more prevalent now than they were back then. Right. There weren't many avenues to go. Like I said, I, I had the book done. What am I going to do with this? Yeah. Oh, I have a book signing uh, at a store. And okay, that's a good place to start. And right. that was it. My goodness. And it just, again, took on a life of its own through the schools and yeah. visit, visiting. And I had to go to the customer right. as opposed to the customers coming to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is that business site that you were speaking of earlier. Um, yeah. it's not just yes. coming up with the book. Right. Then what do you do? And I explained that when people tell me, well, I have this book idea. And I'm like, you know, it's going to be hard to sell it. And, you know, that's why I say don't put too much into it. Do a print on demand. See what the reaction is. Mm -hmm. If it's good, go to the next step of printing up these books because there's storage. There's, you know, all these other yeah. hidden costs with it. I don't want you to be. And there's a lot of scams out there with publishing companies that want to pay. I paid them $5,000 to do this. They said they were going to market it. The best, <laughs> person to, the best person to market your books is yourself. Right. No one's going to care as much about it as yourself. That's that's the honest truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nope. Can you tell us about the Andrew Toffoli Arts Foundation? Yes. Uh, about During COVID, I had another colleague who uh, works for Day County. Uh, I do trainings for teachers with my books where they bring them in. We use my books. They come up with their whole idea. Oh exactly gosh. what I do. A professional development. Professional development. Yes. That is so yes. fun. It is, it is the best. The teacher's. <sighs> They love doing it. And the names they come up with, you go to my Instagram, you can see some of their creations that they came up with. It, it's, they're really funny and they're very, they do a great job. 
she told me she loved this. You should do a summer camp with your graphic design and this. She did all the, you know, we, we got together. She created the uh, names did all the paperwork. And I, every year I do a graphic design camp at, we're having it at slam this year. Nice. It's for two weeks. And uh, we create, they create their own book there. We do Photoshop, but the main goal was to access grants to go into underserved communities, schools, go in there, do the whole presentation and give each student a book to take home. Because more than likely, they're never an author is never going to come into some schools, yeah. and the impact it's going to make. That's why we created that foundation to access grants to do that. Because I didn't know you had to be a nonprofit to get access to a grant to do things like that. Right? It's like a whole different. It's world. a whole other world, and slowly but surely, we're making grounds in it. But you have to be known in there. Get yourself known. It's grant writing in itself. Is a whole other language. Talk about it. Well, there are people whose job yes. only is yes. to write grants. And I've been working with someone and, you know, it's, it's it seems perfect on paper, but finding that person to give the yeah. confidence that you're going to do it. Because right. I have seen it where so many schools call that they want you to come out. There is a need for that. You never know who you're going to inspire it's, at those locations. Right. So that is the goal going forward as well, along with presenting, presenting at other schools That's amazing. to gain access to that. Yeah. How can uh, how can we support that? How can we get involved? I think uh, it's about maybe finding someone who knows of a particular grant that would serve that purpose. That is sometimes a challenge, too. Right. Grants are very specific of what they right. want to do when they fund you and foundations as well. Eventually, we'll find them because once you get one, you apply for it every year and keep on right. doing it that way. But that is the goal with that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That's that's so cool. And it fits I, so well with yeah, what you're doing. Because I've been part of other grants where they've had me be do exactly what I do and give the books away. I want to be the person who is in control of getting Absolutely. those grants. Because I've been involved in so many grants doing exactly what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That's, yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah. And those kids, I'm sure it, it means the world to it them the to world. see you yes. in the flesh Absolutely. in person yes. and get to ask you questions and and see, yeah. you know, yeah. an idea come to yeah. life. That yes. an author who charges $5,000 to come somewhere is not going to do this. No, do no. And the fact that you and, you know, we already mentioned this, but you're an educator and you're in this community. Correct. And you can connect to your audience yes. so quickly. Absolutely. It makes such a Absolutely. difference. Yeah. I, I, we're, we're lucky to have you. I'll just Thank leave you. it at that. Thank you. Yeah. And I hope that um, those visits increase and you can visit, we can clone you and you can yeah. go to all the schools. <laughs> right. Because people say, oh, just send another, another person out with your books. No, it's, it's not it, the it's same. Not, no. It's not the same. No. Yeah. No. It's, it's we it's did some we, we did some online and it's fun because we do the whole drawing demonstration. It's mm -hmm. easier online. Of course. But other than that, it's it's not the same when you're in a room. You just see a room yeah. of people raising their hand in person. It, it's it's much better. Right. Of course. Nothing beats in person Correct. experience. What's your favorite book? My favorite book going back to ninth grade, novel a week, A Tale of Two Cities. That's a good one. It, it yeah. is so, it is timeless. The more you read it, it's about the issues that will never go away. Mm -hmm. And just, it just, Dickens has captured a thought and 
it, it's it, it's incredible. Yeah, I ha I haven't read that in a while. I need to revisit. It's, yeah, it's one of those that it's a classic for a reason. Yeah, or many reasons. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you could feel how certain people feel in the story of yeah. being repressed and you know having I'm not going to take it anymore. And you know, it's like I said, right. that that's never going away in no. in our society. It's true. in our world. Yeah, it's human nature. Is Correct. he your favorite author? Would you say? He's up there. I remember as as a child, I love Roald Dahl, of course, because oh, Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory and all of his books. And he's he's another one where you're reading it. The kind of thoughts, mm -hmm. the way he describes characters, and it's 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 easy to visualize and to be inspired right. visually through his books. Is do you have um, a role model for your writing? I would say role model um or someone that inspires you it's more of a thought process that inspires me and, and it goes back to when we as a family we would always go to disney world once a year mm -hmm. and when epcot center opened it's in its original form i saw firsthand how you could educate and entertain at the same time and I remember like, you know, if I ever did these books, I would want to model it just like how things were presented there. Like after we get off a ride there, like, oh, I want to learn about this and that. Right. That was a huge influence in my life. And I wouldn't say that was a role model in the traditional sense, but it was something where I want to emulate how they educated. Right. And the, the ways they did it with all the senses. Yeah. That's so interesting. It is. So it, it was an experience yes. that had the impact on you. Yes. That is so, yeah. so interesting. Do you have any future projects that you would want to a future, share? I was working on a new book and new characters. It was two characters. The art books with the artist Leonardo da Vinci, Michael, that's the top sellers. So people really gravitate towards the right. artists. So I was going to do the impressionist book, but there's 11 titles so far. I... Pause because again the business side came through mm. storage, and you know as it is right now, eleven titles is enough to have a collection and show people that you have a collection. Right. Adding one more, I had to think financially how much it's going to affect. So that one's on hold for now until you know, until maybe if it gets bigger that I can. All I would do is produce new books. I could do that all day. Oh my goodness! I could do it all day. Yeah. Because there's so many out there that were stories that need to be told that uh, it's time for them to, you know, it, the sure. list is endless. So wait, Shakespeare's not on here. He's not on there. I just realized see, that. There's one that needs a book. He needs he needs a book. And I did sure. a composer one time. I started doing it, but then I realized what I'm doing it is when you're doing a composer, you need to hear the music. I see. Or you're going to put a CD inside there and like, you know, that's the extra cost yeah. right there. Like. You know, that's those are the things that happen when you finally get into it and say, like, in theory, on paper, it looks great. OK, we'll do uh, Mozart. Mm. And then when you start writing, you're like, I can describe what he's writing, but you need to hear his work. Right. Yeah. It doesn't translate as well. It does not translate. Right. Would you have uh, like I see how you have the artists and the the activists. Yes. Would you have a writers. Um, a writers you could do. Yeah. Writers you could do. In fact, here you see there's 
Bark Twain. Yes, yeah. I so your writers are definitely here because so you know it's, it lends itself to that, right? That they're, they're writing, but you can write about their process and the name of their books and what it's about. Music, of course, it needs to be heard, yeah. and they and they the artists you could show what they created, right? Because you know the kids want to see right. their creations. That is, I'm so excited um, for you and for all your accomplishments, and I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for having and me. I look forward to sharing more with you, yeah. and when new books come up, you yes. can come back, absolutely, and we can Great. discuss some more. Great. Um, or, or we don't have to wait for a new book okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that might be a little while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we're okay for now. Like, yeah, you have Susan Barrington is, is, that's going to have a nice run. She's as, taking off. She's taking on. Yeah. Taking off. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for thank being you. here. Thank and you. And thank so you much. for everybody listening and watching or watching. Um, reach out to Andrew. We'll link down your website yes. and your Instagram. Yep. Right. Is that a good way to get in touch with you through Instagram? Instagram is good. You can see a lot of uh, our visits. There's also drawing videos on there where mm -hmm. I show them doing the drawings. That's right. a good starting place there. But then my website is a great place to really hone in on yeah. what the presentations are all about. If um, if we have a teacher or someone in school involved in school watching, can they reach out to you and Absolutely. request a visit? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. Great. Well, I... I can't wait to hear more about those. I think now that everything's going back to normal a yes. little bit, yes, um, those visits will make a huge impact now more than ever. We did a few at the end of this school year, and you could tell the students were really ready yeah. for something like that. They were definitely great response, and it was great to feel to go back into it as yeah. well because I love I love doing the presentations. I love reaching out and going there firsthand that they can right. see and seeing them in person. So hopefully there'll be more to come. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to everybody. And we will see you next time.